Essays into the Lively Lexicon, Godspeed, by Steve Bostrom. Some data stinks of decay by the time it fires our synapses. For example, every 60 seconds, 168 million emails are sent on the Internet. 694,445 search queries are made. What a frenetic world we live in. Still, still... Such data provokes some of us to tune up our hyperdrive. Daylight's burning. Let's get to warp speed. And if that is beyond us for the present, let's get into overdrive or rev the engine up to see the tachometer quiver. Tachos is Greek for speed and metron to measure. Ah, but how do we measure the speed of our lives? Words can show us one of our underlying compulsions. Life must have momentum. Let's adventure into the lively lexicon and pause to look at seven words while pondering two. Speed, for example, may be related to the Latin sperare, to hope. An old English word, sped, success, prosperity, advancement. What enticing descriptors, what evidence of our need for speed, but beware. We who are enchanted by speed risk crashing. When we become accustomed or addicted to hurtling, see our word hurt, we can become random, defined as having no definite aim or purpose. The Middle English phrase at random meant at great speed and implied being careless, haphazard, impetuous. The old French randon meant rush, disorder, or force. Albert Einstein is reported to have said the problem with the speed of light is it comes too early in the morning. We also have a built-in need to rest. Old English reste, rest, bed, intermission of labor, mental peace. We need sustainability from Latin sustenere hold up, to support, to endure, from sub, up from below, and tenere, to hold, like tenacious. So we wonder what or who will provide such a foundational grip for our lives. But then, irresolute creatures that we are, we fear becoming stuck, feeling trapped. We can feel claustrophobic, This word was coined in 1879. comes from combining the Latin claustrum, a bolt, a means of closing a place, shut in, plus phobia, fear. Claustrophobic marriage, for example, is one where the emphasis has been placed on the lock instead of the wed. Desperate is a word which literally means without, de, hope, sparare. So desperate, we vacillate between crying out, Is there a trapdoor? and bolt the door. What happens to our need for speed and rest when we turn to God words? Let's combine God with speed. Most dictionaries tell us that the farewell Godspeed simply means I wish you success, prosperity in your travels. Certainly, when we are at our best, we wish our friends the best. And when we are archaic enough to wish them Godspeed, 
we may be making that attempt. God knows, and we do too, that there may be hazards any time we venture forth. But consciously or not, when the word Godspeed leaves our lips, we are saying much more than, I hope you have good weather and avoid flat tires. We are asking the God of the universe to accompany our friends. Holy companionship. And more. What if God actually honors our request? Dart to the heart. What if our friend's journey becomes in some way like the road to Emmaus? And since God is patient and merciful, having him as a fellow traveler may slow our friend's trip. Think, good Samaritan. Or our friends may need to get a move on if they're going to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with God. Godspeed is variable. Godspeed became well known in the 14th century. Of course, when this word was coined, we don't know what our forebearers intended. Were they really calling on God when they spoke? If so, speculate at the ponderous drift of Godspeed to today's focus on personal safety. Massive God neglect is normal for us, so the drift is not unexpected. But still, Godspeed calls upon God. What if, instead of safe travels, God knows we need a good story? Why mask the companionable wonder of this word? Why let the superficiality of personal safety rob us of truly calling on the best friend and his purposes for us? Why, indeed? How do we measure the speed of life? We can look to words as standards, but these may be infirm, even God words. We need God himself. Let's remember the capital W word made flesh who came at God's speed in the fullness of time, who on a real cross suffered deeply for those who would come to love him in return. He's a rock, a rock who does not drift, even when confronted with century-long forces of verbal tectonics. Let's anticipate the pleasure and challenge of dynamic friendship with him. He is the friend who does not burn out or rust out. He resolutely sings over us, I speed you, I rest you. Let's join him by infusing vigor into our word Godspeed, a word that, having lain fallow, may now resound truly in our hearts and in our ears. Glorious harmony. Finally, let's turn from these thoughts about speed to an apparently unrelated word, friend. When we compare words from the 14th century with our own, we find more than drift. We also find an old use that's new. Our forebearers used friend as a verb. We may be surprised that friending someone was possible before the advent of Facebook, but see how the 14th century Old English used friend. Friend least meant lack of friends, being defriended. But frondespedig <laughs> meant rich in friends, or friandsped, an abundance of friends. See, speed is part of both of these words. 
So here is one way to measure the speed of our lives. What a delight to value making friends speedily, successfully, the way Jesus has made friends with many. Imagine hearing God say, I friend you. Godspeed indeed. Fast. Friend. Indeed. Here the one who was called a friend of tax collectors and sinners, Matthew eleven nineteen, when he urges, Gain friends for yourselves, Luke 16, 9. Speak, friend, and enter, speedily, sucking out some of the marrow nourishment from the bone words with you. I am Steve Boster. Thank you.